There's nothing better for your health than good sleep. That's why Haverty's Furniture has partnered with the Scott Brothers to offer Scott Living Mattresses, now $250 off. Expect no pressure, just support from the Haverty Sleep Experts. Tap now or visit Haverty's.com. Welcome once again to the Business Authority Radio. I'm Craig Williams and, and Neil Hyde. And folks, today we got a very exciting show. Uh, Business Authority Radio is where credibility is shown beyond the conversation. And today we've got some incredible uh, Renaissance men. I consider them Renaissance men, uh, advocates, uh, men who serve others. Uh, uh, Willie Klinkscales of New Hope International Outreach Ministries, Inc. Don't get that confused. It is a it is a for-profit uh, that serves nonprofits. Uh, Daniel Flores from Art is King. Ironically, he is the only uh, nonprofit in the group. And Doug Grady from High Achievers. Welcome to Business Authority Radio, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank Thanks you. for being here. There's nothing better for your health than good sleep. That's why Haverty's Furniture has partnered with the Scott Brothers to offer Scott Living Mattresses, now $250 off. Expect no pressure. Just support from the Haverty Sleep Experts. Tap now or visit Haverty's.com. Thanks for being here. Uh, between the artists and those business educators, uh, the underserved and the marginalized, uh, those corporations that you serve out there, who would you consider to be your ideal, ideal prospect for your service or your product? Let's hear it. Well, I think people will remind, you know, there are, and um, not only that, but uh, corporations mm. and um, individuals, you know, in the grassroots of it. Okay. Yes. Doug? Well, I've found opportunities to serve in places I never would have expected. And I, I tend to, you know, a friend of ours named Kit Cummings, he says, oh, I, yeah. I, I go where I'm invited. And <laughs> we find ourselves, I think, in, in places where we can serve uh, from a maybe a, a standpoint that might on the surface look less than strategic. Mm. Uh, but my focus, I, at least I, I strive to show up and being of service in any situation that I'm in. From a pure strategy standpoint, you know, of course, looking at corporations and uh, businesses that really care about their people that can make decisions that impact Many people, instead of just one or two, those are great opportunities. But if we, I think, I find if I get too focused on that, I forget about the person I'm in front of that's right there that maybe needs a meal or maybe needs a hand or maybe just needs a, a, a smile. So you're, you're, you're really coming from the true of yourself, that truth of yourself. When I'm at my, look, when I'm at my best and when I'm really on purpose, I'm, I'm here to serve. When I get too focused on, how I'm going to make the next sale, or who's going to be the next customer. All those things are important. And right now I'm, I'm talking to some of the biggest companies in Atlanta, and I'm excited about that. But if I forget about I'm truly here to help people reach their God-given potential, I think that's when I personally, when I get off track. Gotcha. Daniel. Yes, sir. Let's hear. So our focus is to help artists who are very talented, and we all know an artist somewhere in our lives. And uh, But when it comes to business, they are not so prepared. They spend a lot of time, and I know this because I'm an artist, spend a lot of time on your talent, 
And then when the moment comes, somebody says, well, how much for that? And that's <laughs> the last question you ever thought someone was going to ask you. And, uh, and so that's the part where we come in and we try to help those artists. So it sounds like when you say we, you have a team around you. Being an artist, I, I resonate with that as from a musician. Doug resonates with that. Um, and an illustrator, graphic designer, visual communications, a lot of that might be, being my background. When you're in that lane that you're world class at, and you have others around you to support you on those areas where you're not as um, focused. Right. Uh, tell me how your team has come up, and how how'd you come about that team? So I've been a working artist for 20 years. I it wasn't not it was not planned for me to be a working artist. I just like to draw. But growing up in a family where my mom sold Avon uh, every day, I went to a lot of Tupperware parties as a kid. Sounds like mine. Yes. Right. I heard the pitch a lot. I heard the sales pitch all the time. And when I realized as I got older that art people could pay for art, I knew I found what I wanted to do. And I just searched within myself and kept pushing the art. And it, it was a process, and this is way before the Internet era when I started and uh, so it was just a lot of trial and error. But a few years ago, I start, start getting those emails and phone calls asking me, Dan, how do, I, how do I sell my art or what should I do with this or what should I do with that? And I'm thinking, why are you not uh, looking for people who that's what they teach and that's what they do? And then I thought to myself, well, maybe I should be the one sharing uh-huh. some of that knowledge. And so a few years ago, we started Artist King, and it started just as a normal monthly meetup for free for artists to come through. And uh, as time went on, we produced a uh, conference, a two-day, three-day conference, and just been connecting with lots of artists around Atlanta and community, art communities and art organizations to just bring as much information as possible to other artists so they can also follow through on their dream to be a working artist and get paid for their art and, uh, and enjoy the art that they do. Sounds like much needed information. Uh, Willie, let's move on to you. Tell us a little bit more about New Hope International and uh, what you do there. Okay, New Hope International is a nonprofit organization. Well, right now I'm in Cameroon. What I do is because of the vision and a passion. There was a young lady that died in the village because there was no medical clinic in 25 miles. Within that, by the time her husband went out and looking for a vehicle that night, he came back with a motorcycle. I'm not sorry to say this in this way, but she was hemorrhaging, and then it was treating her with traditional medicine, and her and the baby died. That gave me a passion then. I cannot save the whole world, but there's 99 villages in that area. Mm-hmm. I cut out 11 villages, and so now I have built about 85% of the building is finished now, and uh, that's what I'm building, a medical clinic, a school, and a church there. Well, without building the medical clinic, we dig wells there, too. Because uh, in digging wells, if I don't dig a well uh, there, they don't have no clean water, no sanitation. So I've already dug a well there, and there will be 98 more wells that we will dig there for sanitation and clean water. I stand corrected. He's a nonprofit. that He's incorporated, so he can get the support that he needs, though. Yes. Right, that's uh, that's awesome. You know, my family we uh, like to help orphans, and there's you know 153 million orphans all over the world. Uh, but you can't help them all. 
you got to choose, you know, who you're going to help. And, you know, our thing is one at a time. Right. Mm. And, you know, if everybody is serving the way that you're serving, you're making an awesome difference in the world. So um, from the business standpoint, since we are a business radio show, who is your perfect prospect or who are you looking to get in front of with your message? Who I'm really looking to get in front of is corporations. Because I believe like Exxon, Chevron, those people, they are in their area with petroleum. And so even Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is all over the world. Oh, yeah. And so we have Coca-Cola there. So I would like to get in front of Coca-Cola, Exxon, and Mobile, et all, and those kind of people. To share my vision with them, let them know what I'm doing right there now. Not only that, but I'm attend to there's five courts what they have in that area of ninety nine villages. As we build this one clinic then, then we have four more. And then I'm reaching out to the nationals who are from Cameroon. I already met with a group in Maryland. And so we had a good meeting. They are sending money back now this week that we can continue to send the money over there. And then I'm going uh, about to Let's say January. And uh, not only that, people can go with me to see what I'm doing there. You know, one thing I've found out about uh, authorities <clears throat> and advocates, true advocates, people who, who um, operate from their heart, is they don't sit around and wait. They don't wait for anyone. No. They say, hey, who's going to do this? Oh, well, I guess I need to. And they move forward. And what I like about what you're doing is that you give the opportunity for people to watch their investment by even being there and being a part of the work. And what you've done, Doug, for, for a number of years as far as getting involved with groups of people and going on that 40-day journey with them over and over, you not only are sharing a resource, but you're taking part of that resource. A lot of businesses out there are, don't have enough confidence in what they're selling to take it on themselves. Sure. Well, Craig, there's always excuses not to get involved but there's always reasons i I like to say reasons because excuses actually excuse excuse, you right well you know there's always something we can do willie's done so much mission work my first mission trip was about four years ago and i i was i thought i was struggling i thought i had it bad and i got to see how some of the rest of the world lives i had more money in my pocket i was in debt but i still have more money in my pocket than some of these families would see the entire year Yeah. Yeah. yeah and i remember one of the men and these are men wealthy men that I went on this trip with. And one of them was saying, you know, I I don't know why we have to go to Ecuador to help people when there's so much need in our country. And I thought about that. I said, well, maybe that's valid. I said, but I've lived in my country at that point for 44 years. I'd never done particularly anything to help a a cause. When I went to Ecuador and I got to see how some of the rest of the world lived, I got to tell you, when I came back here, I got much more in tune with little ways I could contribute. How could I show up on a Saturday to a shelter? How could I help a person in need? And I wasn't really in tune to that till I put myself in that environment and had an opportunity to serve overseas. So it impacted me and I think it impacted all of us when we came back. We go over thinking that we're going to help all these people and we do, hopefully, but really we're the ones that You're being helped. Yeah. Uh, of of the people that you all help um, and the people that you're trying to get in front of, uh, the corporations, the businesses, um, what would you say are the, the, the things, the problems that you will solve for them? What, what, would, what are some of the problems that you solve for them? I mean, it's a give and take. Uh, if you need the support, there's, there's definitely have to, there has to be something in it for them as well. What are some of those problems that you solve? Uh, giving them the chance to do the social responsible part of their mission, mm. connecting with the community 
and uh, and seeing local artists thrive who will also push their brand because they're getting a benefit from those companies and sponsors. Yeah, so like, with me, I was just thinking about this. <clears throat> you know my heart passion in this because, and I don't say this in a negative way, I used to cry wondering because I was born in South Carolina. I was born in 1946. I had no running water, no electrolytes, no inside plumbing, or anything like that at the time. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Atlanta, electrolytes was good for me. So not only that, but I started in America preaching the gospel on the streets and things like that. I'm an optician by profession. I work for a medical group some years back, and I used to see people come in. So if I got before people, what I would say is this, a corporation. I will, you have money that you need to give to someone. And mm-hmm. I would say that I'm good ground, that you can follow your money and all of that to a medical clinic where school is people wash clothes in the water. They drink from that water. Mm. They do everything from water where they need a well. Although I, I can look at the condition that I was in in America. And the poorest person in America, I would say, and I know, mm-hmm. is a person in another country, is they'll be an American rich to that well, person the right there. Because if that child born back in the bush, they don't have an opportunity. So your, your, your expert ability is creating fertile ground around you so that people can plant in and see a, a harvest, basically. I am a pioneer. There you I'm go. not a settler. Ah. A settler wait around. <laughs> I go out and pioneer <laughs> things. I like that. I like yeah. that. Doug, what, what problems do you solve? Oh, look, it's, uh, some of the big ones are time, money, productivity, and uh, in morale, when people we have a program as you know that you participated in called Forty Days of Focus, and a lot of companies they take on these things. They take them on sort of from the outside in. Let's go to a time management seminar, mm. for example. The problem with that is it's all just education and entertainment until people choose and commit to doing something. So in 40 Days of Focus, as you know, they commit to do one thing every day for 40 days, and it promises an impact in productivity because when you get straight on one thing. It's the same way to get straight when you're prospecting or making the phone calls or showing up for meetings on time. All those things that managers are important to them, mm-hmm. it's all about integrity, choice, and commitment. So you get in, in integrity, choice, and committed in one area, it impacts other areas as well. So we help people with productivity, wasted time, wasted money, and improved morale. Sounds like you create uh, an environment for sustainability because those principles and fundamentals are detriment to our life. Most yeah. less a business. Yeah, companies want you know they want more money and less time, more profit, and the good ones, the great ones. They also want their people to grow and to feel good about their life. I, I I like to approach that because I've just seen it in my life and so many other people's life. I like to approach that from the inside out. How can I support people in making choices that are consistent with being the person they know they can be that maybe aren't quite yet, and that person is probably going to be a better contributor to their company. Then somebody just goes to a time management seminar. Gotcha. So, Doug, would you say that your main focus is on companies or is it on individuals? Can you give me an example of, you know, what you've done for either a company or an individual and what the outcome was? Sure. Great question. Uh, Just earlier this year, a good friend of mine got, well, he's become a friend. He got a hold of my book. He's a managing partner for MetLife. And it took a couple of years. But once an opportunity came up, he called me up and said, hey, I've got a kickoff meeting, I want you to come in and speak to our team. It impacted him on a personal level. His theme became dream big. And he said that he kind of got that from reading the book. He said he wanted to instill that into his people. So I, I, my ultimate impact 
is on the individual. Corporations are made up of individuals. Right. Individuals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I've done quite a bit of work with individuals one-on-one. And I've, in this case, I did work with individuals one on 500 through somebody that already been impacted. So I like to work with leaders that can impact other people through what they're doing and how I can support them. Great. Well, uh, Daniel, uh, tell me who your perfect prospect is. If you had a crystal ball, what kind of person do you really look for and who, d- who do you want to get your message out to? The, our focus would be the artist who's ready to put in the work that it takes to build a business, to be an entrepreneur, to think in ways that will help his future and uh, reach the goals that they want for themselves so that their art can get to where they want it to be. And uh, that's that's a, that's always a battle because I, I'm an extrovert and I love talking and meeting people and sticking my nose where wherever it may be. But not all artists are like that. Yeah. A lot of artists are, are into their own world, into their own art. And uh, and so those are the ones that I try to bring, grab and say, come on, we need to uh, learn all the things that, that are, can help you further ahead in ways that you will earn money and uh, not have to have um, the money up front right now to pay people to do that for you. Gotcha. So what, what's the difference between a $30 piece of art and a $30 million piece of art? Is it, I mean... It's is price, it, right? Is it, the, <laughs> is it the marketing or how do, how do you get from this level to that level? Speculation, number one, yes. Okay. And, um, but also the, the brand that the artist has built. And you help them build that brand. Is that part of the business? That's, that's where it starts. That that's right. Them? Yeah, that's right. That's where it starts. With building the brand. What do you want people to know about you? My, my dad always said it's worth it's worth what somebody will pay for it. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the market will bear. And of course, we that that's one of the things you want to keep in mind. Uh, but don't overprice yourself at the time when you haven't built the brand and you don't have a name. Daniel, part of what you do in your service is you have a podcast. Um, yes, sir. Share with me how that plays in uh, how you promote or uh, educate um, the, the audience of your client. Mm-hmm. Or, or The podcast it serves as an inspiration to other artists who are looking at art as a career. And we want to show that no matter how successful an artist has become, they all started the same place we all start, mm-hmm. as little children drawing with crayons. And some of us continue that path no matter how old we get, while some of us stop and get disenchanted with art for however many reasons, and there's a ton of those reasons. And so the podcast is designed to give those successful artists uh, a chance to reach back into their memories and tell us how they developed their talent, their skill, how they grew up, and, and, and what were the lessons they learned along the way to become a successful artist. And they share that. And some of my podcasts are 20 minutes because sometimes some of those particular artists are very shy. And some of the podcasts are t- two hours because those artists are... Have very, a lot to share. That's right. And they love talking. And so I just I let it flow. I do not stop an artist from telling us anything that they want to tell. And it's also part of my learning process because I, I want to continue to achieve further and further and so I want to know some of their secrets. I want to know some of the things that they're passionate about, where the inspiration comes from, where they, where they learn their lessons, and then take those lessons and apply them myself. And we just, just, we just want to inspire others. Now, as far as uh, some misconceptions about art, personally, my son is 16, mm-hmm. very good artist, but you know, he kind of changed his focus because he said, 
Yeah, I love art, but there's no money to be made in <laughs> art. So how did you get over that conversation? Well, you have to be passionate about art. You have to have mm. so much passion that you'll do it before, without the money. Mm. You're doing it to not get paid. It's an expression. Uh, correct. Yeah. And, and you have something to say. And you have something that you want to develop. Um, art is not one of those get-rich-quick schemes. It's not going to happen like that unless, I guess, you have a, a machine behind you to, to push you. And that's, that costs a lot of money. Um, but, but, yeah, that's where you, it comes in first. Are you passionate? Is, is that something you want to do? But you also, with proper guidance, and if your son had a mentor, somebody in the art field who could guide him a little by little and make art his pastime and the hobby, and while your son develops whatever career he wants to have that will earn him money, as time goes on, the art part will further progress, will develop the brand, will develop the talent and the skill, and then get to the point where art also starts earning him money. And that's what we look for in artists. We, we don't want to jump an artist from a paying job onto nothing and then struggle to build that brand. Mm-hmm. We have to, they, the artist has to f- earn a living, pay their bills, because artists that come to me, the, some of them are young, 18, 19 years old, and some of them are 50 years old. Mm-hmm. They, they, they want to further their talent and their skill and earn on it, on their art. So we want to kind of give them a little ramp up towards that achieving that goal. So yes. So it is very important, even though it's art and not business, but they really do have to promote themselves and their brand and their authority, basically, if they want to step it up to the next level. Yes, and by joining a community of artists, no matter how organized or uh, loosely it is, it's just being around other artists. Mm -hmm. Just being around other artists will help you further your talent, will help you challenge your skills, and you'll pick up some things from other artists also. We're the sum of the community or the culture that we spend the most time with, basically. No one is an island to themselves. No one rises above where they are. I mean, they're products of, we're all products of our our environment. Craig, if I, if I might, I think you said something really great when you talked about the expression of an artist. When, when art is expressed for the sake of expression, it has an impact in other areas mm-hmm. of life. I, I was a starving actor for a few years. I, I did some uh, stage and some movies, nothing you've ever heard of. I, I picked, and then I picked up the banjo, and, and now that actually is part of my work. When we fully express ourselves in one area, uh, you never know how that's mm-hmm. going to ripple out in your business. Steve Jobs was an artist. Yes. Right. And, and if your son is expressing himself in this area, not for the sake of making money, but for mm-hmm. the sake of being the person that he was made to be and paying attention to how that impacts his future work, how that impacts his family, how that impacts his emotions, how that impacts his work, that's where the magic comes from. When you can put art into your business, yeah. whether right. it's drawing something or not, now, art is nothing more than an expression of who you are. And so I think it's to be encouraged whether you're making money in that or not. Right. I think that's what makes a, most authorities. We, we operate from that, that uh, passion or that um, not so much, we like to use the word authority, but that gift that we have. And we're able to uh, interject it in whatever we're doing. We're Absolutely. able to express whatever we're doing consistently. A lot of what I've done in all my life, I've done a lot of different things. But when people really dig down deep, it's always been about serving other people. Yep. And now I've matured mm-hmm. to a point in my life where if I'm not serving others who serve other people, I'm in the wrong place. Mm. I'm in the wrong place. Right. And like you said, you're, you're in, wanting to get in front of the connectors 
You know, uh, you're wanting get, getting in front of those who are connected and can help connect others. You are you are the connector in a sense because you're bridging the gap between that business and that artisan. So, yes. uh, what what is a uh, misconception that um, that some people have when they come and they want to support uh, a vision uh, like yours, uh, Willie? I think some of the misconception of the ministers like that that they look at some ministries and they say, well. That ministry did this or that ministry did that, you know. And so in the misconception of it, they think that you need money for yourself. I gotcha. don't need no yeah. money. I don't need money for myself. Yeah. I, I, you know, from my background, you know, you, you strive to go to school. You get with the best people. Get around them. But when I got around the people, the doctors, the lawyers, the politicians and all that, they was empty on the inside. Yeah. So what I learned from that is this, the misconception Ministry is a business side. Mm -hmm. You need a 501c3. You have to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. And I file taxes and everything like that. But on the inside of it, you know, I like to reach down and grab people with a diamond in the rough. There are people who have billions of dollars, but they have pains on the inside. I've been there myself. And so I can walk with that person, help that person in ways and show them principles how they can have some peace of mind. Uh. You can have a billion dollars. But no peace of mind. So I see the picture of outreach. You have to actually have something inside to really have an effective outreach. So yeah. I, I think that's powerful. I can give you an example like Dexter James. Let's take him. Yes. You remember him. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's in Detroit now. I've taken five years to disciple him. Now he's in Detroit bringing guys off the street, showing them how to build houses, taking them out of prison yes, yes. and all of that, and showing them now how to do roofing and other things, you know. And so that's what my part is, showing someone their purpose in life. Uh. Now, uh, Willie, I, I think one of the things that I've dealt with uh, with the orphans that I've talked about is uh, people tend to not want to help overseas. Right. From, from my point of view, and obviously your ministry is very much overseas. Right. Do you, how do you get over that? Well, you know, if I'm going to help, I want to help people within my own country uh, rather than, you know, the rest of the world. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I, 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 I do things in here, in this city. Like uh, I'm over in the bluff. I'm down on Bankhead. Yeah. I'm all in Pittsburgh in the inner city. My the son suburbs, now. Yeah. My son now is over there feeding people. I have a manual here now. I train people and help them here. So I go back, and even if someone don't want to give it to me, I know that God have someone. I hate to say this to you, but I believe this. God have a ram in the bush for me. Where no one else want to give, I believe someone else. Like we have offered it now. Every village I go in, there are kids. You can go on my website. You can see it. That we have kids that their parents, they send the older ones to school. The other ones be at home. And now... I feed them every month. I send the teacher some money every month to give them, even if I had to take it out of my own pocket. All right, that's awesome. Well, well let's, uh, let's find out how we could uh, get in touch with these, um, these gentlemen after this, uh, this, is over, this conversation is over. And once again, this is Authority Business Radio on the Pro Business Channel, uh, where we convert conversations to content. Uh, Doug, how, how can we get in touch with you? I, I see you have a lot of ways for us to get in touch with well, you. Well, most of my content gets on the High Achievers website. It's highachievers.com. Just subscribe to the blog. Uh, for all you Twitterites out there, it's at Doug Grady on Facebook, Doug Grady Training. And I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. So I just And you'll be on our show, note, our, our show notes as well, as well as on the Pro Business Perfect. Channel as well. Great. Thank you. Yes, you can find Artist King 
on uh, everywhere on the social medias on the website, artistking.org. On Instagram and Twitter, we are artistking underscore ATL. And you can always connect with me under deltatanglemike.com. All right. And Willie Klingscales, your, your website is? www.nlagnasthimoutreach.com. Outreach.com and info in himoutreach.com. Gotcha. Got some call to action, Neil? Yeah, well, uh, thanks very much to our guests for being on the show. Thank it's you, Neil. your authority that, you know, we come here to talk about your inspiring stories that make this show. Uh, so thanks again for coming on. Folks, if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and like and share. And this is Business Authority Radio with Neil Howe and, and Craig, Craig Williams, Williams always where? encouraging you to. Uh, be relevant and get out there and claim your authority today thank you thank you Every day, Comcast Business is helping businesses big and small go beyond the expected to do the extraordinary. Because beyond a simple transaction, there is making a customer for life. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Take your business beyond at ComcastBusiness.com. Hey, I'm Andy, and I started Harry's, the shaving company that's fixing shaving. Here's why some of our customers choose Harry's. The blades are about $2 each. I get a nice, clean shave every time. The blades stay sharp for plenty of shaves. Thanks, guys. And for everyone else, give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter easy at checkout. That's harrys.com code easy.